It's the toughest, most important job in the world. Four kids. If you want to know what it's like to have a fourth, just imagine you're drowning. And then someone hands you a baby. This is The Mom Show. It's where moms come to learn and share. Our host is Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back into The Mom Show. Thank you for joining us. I am Lindsay Ertz here with Gaina Lynn Condi. She's an author and a public speaker. And Gaina Lynn, you do a lot of work with suicide prevention. And September is Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. And I did an episode last couple of weeks about um, uh, postpartum issues and maternal suicide. And so I'd invite you to go podcast that wherever you podcast um, and uh, listen to, uh, I talked with the Utah Health Department and a local nonprofit who are doing work around uh, maternal mental health. And, and that's a topic I'm very passionate about. But when it comes to suicide prevention, Gaina Lynn, I know that you have a lot of experience and expertise in this area. And what have you seen as we've been dealing with this pandemic for six, eight months now? What have you seen people not only dealing with, but how are people coping? And are we seeing um, more cases of suicide? I don't know if you you know these figures yes, or... So- so thank you for asking the opportunity to talk about this topic is close to my heart with the suicide of my 40 year old sister six and a half years ago. My son is at BYU and he, he has friends that are dealing with some severe mental health stuff. I think he will even acknowledge that he's been pushed to the limits on certain things during this, you know, change of they're not meeting necessarily in person for school. If you deal with ADD, online learning can be really challenging. Just the connectiveness of life has changed. And I would just say, if you pull the lens back, I will even acknowledge that friends of mine that have high level of training and degrees in mental health have also had to seek out mental health support. So on the onset, I just want to make it clear, those that have skills and training and our therapists are going back into therapy during this time, right? So if you don't have a mental health awareness plan for yourself and your family, then start there. Because this conversation, I am still hearing from people that are like, I'm kind of embarrassed. Like, I please don't tell anyone. I'm thinking, who am I going to tell? Right. But um, I need to, I think I need therapy. Okay, great. Like I broadcast it that I love therapy, but we, we still have this stigma. I, because everything is virtual right now, I was able to speak to a group in Canada and last week to the UK and a couple weeks before to the Netherlands. And so depending on where you live in the world, there's different availability to mental health support. I will say one of, I've tried to start a list of COVID miracles. So this is one of my COVID miracles. Mental health professionals and health professionals in general that were on the fence about telemed are no longer on the fence about that. Because I've been doing this work full time for six and a half years and I regularly have people say, I don't have transportation or I can't get there or my parents won't take me or whatever. That's no longer the excuse. Now there are mental health professionals and support that is already 
streamlined for you to not leave your house. Now, in many ways, leaving your house is crucial to our mental health. And so I would highly recommend if the weather, while the weather is still decent, get outside for a few minutes every day. You know, create, like we said in one of the segments already, some kind of routine, even if it's you get up and you make your bed and you walk outside. But if you've been on the fence about getting therapy, this is prime time. It may be harder because there has been a thousand percent, Lindsay, a thousand percent increase in the suicide hotline calls. A thousand percent. That is significantly scary. Um, when the pandemic started, and I've shared this with your your listeners in the past, March to May is the peak suicide season. So think about that the pandemic launched right overlaid to suicide prevent suicide peak season. So here we are in September, we're dealing with fatigue, financial, emotional, mental. There's not been the summer vacations maybe that broke things up. There weren't the spring break vacations. So we're gonna have to be very intentional. And I'm just gonna say, if you've considered mental health support, this is the time because most practitioners at every level have a telemed option now. Yeah, we're talking with Gaynalyn Condi. She's an author and a public speaker. She has a very personal story with suicide, uh, with the death of her sister. And so she speaks out about it now. And Gaynalyn, I'll just tell you my own personal um, therapy. I got on with my therapist over uh, her, you know, online network just yesterday. And I was able to walk and talk. So I killed two birds with one stone. I got out, well, three birds outside, exercise and therapy all in Look, the same hour. I know. You're multitasking. Uh, that's how we have to do it these days. Yes. And and I walk the dog. That's four yes. wins in one yes. hour. <laughs> wow. Well, and I'm going to just say, can I just squeeze in this other thought? I noticed certain relationships shifted. Like anytime you have a, a, a life change, so like you get married, your friend group sometimes changes. You have that first baby, sometimes your friend group changes. I notice a significant shift in my social socialization. And what I noticed, which was alarming to me, is that individuals that were very much quarantining, they very much take serious social distancing because everyone's on a different level on that, stop texting stopped calling on the phone and the first six weeks i think we were all in what i call chopping wood carrying water we were all in survival mode like scrambling with school and work and how to get toilet paper right then there hit that that middle phase where we're like okay this isn't going away this is kind of our new normal that's when i started to take some inventory who have i not heard from who who isn't reaching out there are so many platforms from marco polo to zoom to Facebook Messenger to texting that I noticed people were isolating. I was isolating. I was telling myself a story about different people and how they were approaching things. And I could I can see that there's some wedges that are developing in our society right now. And that concerns me. There's a lot of us against them. That's how you're voting politically. That's how you're quarantining, how you're handling the pandemic. That's everyone's got an opinion and a story. So I would say first and foremost, identify one way in which you can maintain connection. I've always been a letter writer. And so I've continued to do that. We did a family thing one night where I have family all over the country. We, we got a pile of postcards that I had never used that I'd been collecting from all the places I had traveled. And I'm like, we're going to use them. And we just started writing to all my nieces and nephews that are little you know, postcards and trying to find ways to connect in a very intentional way is 
crucial, especially as we head into the holiday seasons. I, I, I think we have to be intentional about it. So I would even say at family dinner time or family cereal eat chips again for the thousandth time <laughs> meal <laughs> that you that you ask each other kind of do a quick check-in a little temperature check like we've we've been accustomed now to having our temperatures take taken for covid do a quick emotional check-in what's your high and what's your low so what's your high of the day what's your low of the day and and that's just a quick assessment we're assessing um symptoms every day where are we at mental health wise? What's your high and your low? And if you see in your teenagers, a certain thing happening, I just had a mom reach out yesterday that her daughter is, she found a screenshot of self-harm. How do you know if there's some self-harm? So the mom's like, I feel like I need to reach out to you. What are your suggestions? One of your books or CDs or one of your videos on YouTube. And, and we have her in therapy, but what more should we know? So what I'm saying is if you if you already are a family that talks about mental health, even you are feeling like what worked before isn't working anymore. So give yourself permission to make this top topic, not just mask, not just hand sanitizer, but what are we doing for our mental health? Because now we're into what month and we're all weary. So I think you may have kids that are like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. I have a new t-shirt. I should have wore it today that says I'm fine, I'm fine, which is really code for I'm not fine, or I don't really want to talk about my feelings. So those kids or those spouses handle what's your high, what's your low a little bit better than how are you? Because what do you mean? How am I? I had to talk to my therapist while walking the dog yesterday and I screamed on zoom to my kid's kindergarten class. You know, that's how I'm doing. <laughs> that's exactly how it's going that's how for I'm me. Doing. Yes. Gaynalyn Condi is an author and a public speaker. Gaynalyn, I love some of your tips for how to connect when, when we're living in a world where we can't physically connect right now. So I want to take a break and kind of dive into that a little bit more when we come back on the mom show. Back inside the Mom Show. Dads are welcome, but moms come here to be heard. We're with Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio. Welcome back into the Mom Show. Thank you for joining us. Hey, at the end of the last segment, we were talking about uh, suicide prevention and September being Suicide Prevention Month, and I failed to give the suicide prevention hotline number. So I want to make sure I do that 1 800 273 TALK, 1 800 273-8255. And while that number will still work, legislation was just passed this week heading to the president's desk for that three-digit suicide prevention hotline number, which will be 988. Which is is a miracle and needed and wonderful and fabulous. Yeah, it is really, really amazing that, that we got this pushed through and, and our own uh, representative Chris Stewart here in Utah was yeah, yeah, yeah. champion that. And, um, you know, I, I loved his quote in, I can't remember where I read it, but he said, you call 911 in an emergency, you know, if you're in a crisis emergency, you need that three digit number 988, you know, like, you know, the number to call, if you're in crisis. So I'm really um, excited that that got pushed through. I don't know the details, forgive me, around when it's going to be up and functional. So um, we'll look into that and make sure we share that information. But Gaina Lynn Condi is an author and a public speaker and talks a lot about suicide prevention uh, as, as she dealt with the death of her own sister. Um, and Gaina Lynn, I love what you have been sharing. First of all, I don't know if it really resonates with people when we say there's always hope, but there is always hope. <laughs> and I will say it till I'm blue in the face. 
because people need to know that there is always hope. But sometimes that what looks like hope for one person doesn't always work for another person. So talk to me about some of those ways during this pandemic that you teach people how to get that sense of connection and hope when they can't physically be together because we are social beings and human beings need connection to live, to survive. It is wired innate within us. We have to have physical connection, whether you recognize it or not. But probably since you've recognized it's been sort of taken away because of this pandemic, you realize how badly you need it. And what do you teach people as far as how to connect during this time? Well, I think what is really crucial to understand is that if you deal with a diagnosis of anything, so anxiety, depression, um, addiction, you need to be an advocate for the fact that the story in your head, you may not be able to trust it. So do you see the warning signs when you start to isolate? Then you literally make an intentional move against that. So I do this work. I've written a number of books and I still find myself starting to isolate if I'm not careful. So I always say identify the three to five SOS friends. And after you listen to this broadcast, text them right now and say, I just heard Gaina Lynn on the mom show. She was talking about an SOS friend. Would you be an SOS friend to me? I'll be one for you. And I always invite people to do that before they need it because you'll talk yourself out of it when you're already in the pit. The second thing I would say is I just recently for my show, The Middle, um, interviewed the Mahis, which if you're in Utah, you may know of their story of losing their daughter a few years ago to a horrible accident um, at home. And they were both talking about their grief process afterwards. Sunny, the mom, said that she has five things she does that she knows will be self-care. For her, she loves to play the piano. She loves to do crafts. So she says, identify five things that are not behaviors that are dangerous for you. Because oftentimes when we're in pain, we want to numb that pain. And sometimes the behavior of numbing is not healthy. Reno, her husband said his favorite go-to thing was Netflix. He knew he needed to numb. He needed to escape from reality. Now Netflix is not going to hurt anyone. He's really into Korean television, by the way. So fun fact, if you want to delve into the Korean television world, um, he loves that. But I love that idea of identifying once again, before you need it in crisis, make a quick list of three things you know you're going to do, whether it's take a walk. For me, it's Christmas music. I know I'm going to get haters for this, Lindsay, but I, my family knows my anxiety has been really high this month, really, really high. And I started having anxiety attacks in a way that I've never had before in the last few months. And at weird times where I'm like not doing anything stressful, it's not a logical response, but the anxiety is high. And so when my family hears Christmas music on in the middle of the day, now they're just used to it. But that's one of the things that resets my nervous system. So anything that resets your nervous system, and that can be a smell, a touch, or whatever. And I love what you said about connection. So be mindful Is there a friend that you know, their work schedules changed because of the pandemic? I have one of these friends where we really have struggled to connect and we keep trying to revisit how do we stay connected? She's a single mom. She's working from home. She's homeschooling two kids. And and so it's been more difficult. I, I have more flexibility. I don't have younger kids that are homeschooling right now at home. So ask your friend that you feel like you've gone distant from. 
what would connection look like for you right now? What works for you? Is it this time of day, this time of night? Is it texting only? Is it Marco Polo? Is it, is it voicemail messaging? Whatever that looks like and make it an intentional part of your, just like we do for grocery shopping and getting the laundry done. We have to make connection part of this because right now we're having to pivot. And so I think that's just, a, that. those are my, my top things of be really aware of what your warning signs are when you start to isolate, what you start to do with pain and, and then reach out to people when you don't need it and say, hey, can we just have a plan that I may SOS you? And that's just a signal. I need someone to respond back so I know I'm not alone because like yeah. you said, hope it's cliche, but hope is never lost. And I've come to know that in all this work that I've done, that in my darkest day, there is going to be light one day, but I have to be intentional about turning up the light because the dark doesn't ever really always disappear. It's there, you know, it's there, whether it's a pandemic or it's a diagnosis or it's a chronic illness or it's a stressful marriage or it's a child that has a a struggle in learning, whatever that is, those hardships aren't going to disappear one day. So you have to be intentional about how to turn up the light. Gainalyn Condi is an author and a public speaker. Gainalyn, where can people find you real quick if they need your services or they want to hear you speak or read one of your books to get more help? So uh, my website is just my name. When you have a weird name, it's easy to find G-A-N-E-L-L-Y-N. I'm on YouTube and Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and all the places that I think I, I love to hear from from people and hear their um, their struggles. And, and when I can help, I can help. And when I redirect, I redirect. And most of the time, that's what I do is just say, you're not alone. And, and that's kind of what my why is about. And, and please go get help because helpers, helpers need help. And so I have help and I invite people to get help. I love it. Gaina Lynn Condy. Thank you so much for joining me today. And again, I I do want to mention the suicide prevention hotline 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. We'll be back next week on the mom show.